B Street Bombers, and, and you're listening, listening to Pay Attention. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> You think he's gone? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I mustn't have been paying attention when you were just talking to me. Do you think that you could repeat the question? Facebook made changes again. They sure did. Unbelievable. Cannot win with these people. Not even letting me share on my page either. Really? People are unbelievable. Share to a page. Bro, you gotta do the papa pause. Papa papa. Yeah, it's not even letting me share on my page. It's ridiculous. Oh, uh. All right, I guess we just stop the show anyway. Okay. There's nothing I can do I'm here at all. Sing to Melvin Taylor all day. Right? Yeah. I think he's playing next month. I was going to say, when are we going to go see him? All right. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast, although I don't know why. Because you Some, love seeing me every week. Sometimes I come in here and go, why do I do this? Hello. Why, why am I here? And really, the only thing that pushes me over the edge every time I think of not coming in is that that means I don't get to see Cressy. Yeah. So I'm here. I miss you. So I'm here. What a crazy week. Man, I'm telling you, if I could only talk about half the crazy things that happen in my life, <laughs> unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But people don't tune in to hear about me. Right, they they tune in to hear like you know about political things, what's going on locally, what's going on nationally, and um, so I don't really talk about those things. But man, am I tired! <laughs> <laughs> I am so tired. Uh, we got a couple of things. We have a, a guest here. We'll get to in a second. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, few things in the news nationally. I don't want to talk, talk about it too much. Um, but I saw trending yesterday on Twitter. Corey Lewandowski, our good friend. Uh, who was supposed to be our guest speaker at the Bash um, last year when all the COVID hysteria hit and they shut everything down, um, is now supposedly embroiled in a scandal that he's having some kind of an affair with the governor of another state. I'm not even going to justify the story. 
by giving you any of the details. But I was, it was very interesting to me to be uh, reading all the hate tweets yesterday on Twitter of all of the liberal Democrats attacking a Republican for supposedly, and again, there's no, there's no proof of this, it's just a rumor, that Corey Lewandowski is having some kind of an affair with, a, with one of the governors here in the United States. And they were just attacking and attacking, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, Jerry Studs, Bill Clinton, Ted Kennedy, Kamala Harris? I mean, if you want to talk about sexual decadence, that's, that's the entire Democrat Party. How is it that they can defend all of the Democrats that are out there uh, cheating on their wives with men, cheating on their wives with women, uh, having, having group sex, um, uh, supporting transgender this, and, 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 and all, of this, all of the sexually decadent things that they promote and then turn around in the next breath and attack a Republican for supposedly having an affair. I don't get that. I don't get it at all. Um, I, I, get, I get tips at the office all the time about local politicians um, cheating on their wives. In fact, I got one about three months ago about a local politician who's cheating on his wife, and the guy had proof, and he came to my office, and he showed me what he had, and I said, well, all of that is interesting, but I'm not doing that story. I don't do those kinds of stories because it's not news. The average voter doesn't care if you're cheating on your wife. The average voter doesn't care if you kick your dog when you go home. They don't care. What they care is the job that you're doing or the job that you're running for or what kind of a job will you do if you get in. And so I'm, I'm watching this, this Twitter hate fest go on about Corey Lewandowski, and, I mean, it's stunning lack of awareness on the part of the left. Just a stunning lack of awareness that they could defend Jerry Studs. Remember Jerry Studs? How about Bonnie Frank, who had, who had a, a, a boyfriend living with him who was a pimp, who was pimping out young boys out of his office and his apartment or his house, right? I mean, that's a little bit more than just cheating on your wife. Like, that's a whole different other thing, and the Democrats defended him. Right down the line, they defended the guy. And look, if you're going to be a partisan and you're going to say my, my side's never wrong no matter what, you've got to be really careful when you're pointing the finger at the other side, especially if your side's doing it a lot more than they are. So I, I wanted to start the show with that because I, I, I made a little note yesterday when I saw all that. And I even tried to tweak a couple of the left-wing haters, you know, and made a list of all the Democrats that have done like really horrible sexual things that have been caught and then at the bottom said, so how is this news? Like the guys, if it's true, which it's probably not, if it's true, the guy is only being accused of cheating on his wife. He's not breaking the law. He's not pimping people out of his house for sure, right? Like Jerry, like uh, Bobby Frank was and Jerry Studs. So I don't understand what, what, what your problem is f- for you people. And of course, all they could come back with was hate. Oh, you must be, you must be an evil Republican. Well, actually, no, I'm not a Republican. So now what's your excuse, mm. right? Because I'm not just going to defend my side because my side's always right. The other side's always wrong. Um, we also saw a little bit of that on Facebook yesterday. My good friend, Sharon Pollard, who's wrong about everything, by the way. I love her to death, but she's just wrong about everything. Posted something about how Jesus said that we should help the poor and those evil Democrats. I mean, those evil Republicans are voting against um, measures that help the poor. They're voting against uh, bills that are coming before them that help the poor. And, you know, being a former Catholic myself, having gone to Catholic grammar school, having been raised in the Catholic church, I'm, I'm not anymore, but I was, um, I couldn't let it go without, without having something to say. Because Jesus, by the way, never said, and I'm not an expert on Jesus, so please save the emails. <laughs> But Jesus never said, give your money to Caesar and let Caesar help the poor. He said, you should help the poor. The, 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 the basic 
tenet, the basic foundation of the Catholic Church is for you to go out and help people in need, for you to go out and feed the poor, for you to bring them a blanket, not for you to give money to some charity and hope that a dollar of every hundred that you give might go to the poor, right? And so, of course, the Democrats always think that the only way to solve a problem is for government to do it. But let's look at the government programs, okay? Let's look at, by the way, and I used this as an example on Facebook yesterday. Just look at Lawrence, because Lawrence is a perfect example of everything that goes on. It's the microcosm of the country. What goes on in Lawrence is going on in every major city, right? TMF, a group of Latino young kids from Lawrence who live in really poor neighborhoods and are really poor themselves, go out one or two nights a week and they feed the homeless. They do it with all donated food. They bring them donated clothes, donated blankets. No one gets paid. There's no program. There's no CBDG grant that's given to them. They go out and they just do it. And they don't do it because the government helped them. They do it in spite of the fact that the government threw them out of the Buckley Garage on Common Street, tried to throw them out of the lot that they're on at 2 South Broadway in Lawrence now. The city councilors have never done a damn thing, not one of them, by the way, even the ones who are my friends, have not done one thing to come down to TMF and help them. So one lady comes on my, on my post and says, um, so what are you saying, that if you give to charity, it doesn't count? I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying if you give to charity, that doesn't count. How about you drive by homeless people every day, right? They're in Lawrence, they're in Methuen, they're in Salem, New Hampshire. You drive by them every day. How about bring them a sandwich? Like, just do that. Because that does a lot more than giving $100 to the United Way. The United Way is going to take that $100. I think their, their CEO got caught making like $18 million or something one year and they were under investigation, all of these nonprofits, for every dollar that you give, maybe 10 cents, maybe 20 cents of it goes where they say it's going to go, and the rest goes to salaries and overhead, and government programs are even worse. I mean, a pox in the house of the Democrat Party, they get up every year and they want to pass all of these laws to spend all these billions of dollars on the poor. How's that working out? We have more homeless people in America now than we had 10 years ago. We have more people bankrupt now than they were 10 years ago. So how is that helping? It's not helping. And you know why it's not helping? It's not helping because they spend billions of dollars of our tax money to create programs, and those programs are going to be staffed by all of their political supporters that held signs for them or made donations. There's going to be multiple layers of middle management to manage the program. And by the time the millions of dollars are spent, maybe one-tenth of it actually goes to help some poor people somewhere. Maybe. And even, even then, you, we find out through all of the different nonprofits that have been prosecuted over the last 10 years, we find out that sometimes even those people that are getting the money are like relatives of people that work for the programs. All right? It's all a scam. It's just like Afghanistan. The whole thing was a scam. So, you know, I, I, if you want to help people who are in need... I can give you a vehicle where you could actually help people who actually have a need, and 100% of what you give is going to go to that person. In fact, you can even come with us when we hand them the blankets, okay, to make sure that the blankets or the socks or whatever it is that you donate is going to go to someone who's living on the streets, who's having a hard time, who's, who's lost their job, who's addicted to something and can't get into a bed in a, in a rehab. That's how you help the poor. And again, I don't want to preach Jesus because I'm a Jew now, right? So here's the Jew defending Jesus. But Jesus didn't say, give your money to the government, let the government feed the poor. Jesus said he wanted you to feed the poor. So um, I saw that this morning on Facebook. I couldn't start the show without, uh, without at least addressing it. Uh, we do have a couple of updates. I'm going to get to my guest. 
Uh, plenty of time. Excellent. Um, we had Brian DePina here on the show one, two, three, four, maybe four weeks ago. He is a, he's a, a Lawrence City Councilor. He's running for mayor of Lawrence. And I asked him, if you win the primary, will you do a debate on the show? Absolutely, Tommy. And so I had a third-party friend of mine who's friends with a mutual friend of Kendra's Vasquez, the acting mayor, who also won the primary, call him and make a deal with him to get him here for a debate. Because Brian already said he would do it, and I figured Kendris would, if, we, if I could get like, you know, a mutual friend of mine to like convince him to do it, this will be like the highest rated show all year. We'll have Brian and Kendra here, and they can just yell at each other in Spanish for an hour. I couldn't care less, as long as the people at home are actually learning something. Well, I, well, I was told yesterday and today, and apparently it's in today's Tribune, that uh, Brian is not going to debate Kendris Vasquez because a flyer went around. I saw the flyer this morning. Uh, attacking his wife, his ex-wife, and an ex-girlfriend uh, with pictures of them on a flyer. Um, and I'm not even going to say what the allegation is because there's no proof of the allegation, so I'm not going to spread it. All right, it's a rumor. It's, if someone show, wants to show me proof, I'll write that story. But, and by the way, just in case there are people in Methuen listening, if someone wants to show me proof, I will write that story. But if you give it to somebody else, like the Tribune first, I'm not writing that story. But if you want me to write the story, you want to give me the proof first, I will write the exclusive story. Until then, however, it's only a rumor, and it's kind of disgusting to be attacking someone's wife. It's not like he was doing an example like we did with Steve Saber and said, well, you know, if Steve Saber wants to cut police, maybe we should cut the cops in his neighborhood, so if his wife's having a problem, she'll be gotten to last by the cops. It's, it wasn't one of those kind of things. It was his wife's an illegal alien or some other thing that they're accusing her, her of, and the ex-wife and the ex-wife before that. Are, it's ridiculous. It's sickening. I think if Kendris wants to be mayor of Lawrence, he should be above that. I really do. I think he should run on his own credentials. He should run on his own vision. And by the way, Kendris is welcome to come on the show. If Kendris wants to come on alone, I'll be happy to have him on. I'll even, if we're booked and he calls me and says he wants to do, do the show and I'm booked for like the rest of the election, I'll do an extra show. I'll go out and get extra sponsors, and I'll come in and I'll do two shows that week just to get Kendris in, just to make, just to be fair, just to give him the time because we gave Brian the time, and we're all obviously going to invite Brian back. All right, real quick, Joyce Campignon has a fundraiser tonight, or she did, but she canceled it because her husband passed away. And uh, our hearts go out to Joyce. I love Joyce. If you watch that show, you know how much yeah. I love her. Um, her husband was a hero veteran, and so we are going to be doing something for him on the uh, in the Valley Patriot for the next edition. Um, I hope she's okay, and um, if she needs anything, I hope she reaches out to me or Jana or any of the other people in politics that she knows and, and, and gets along with. Uh, there is another fundraiser tonight, however, at the Irish Cottage for Mike Downs in Methuen. He is running for a city council in the West End. Uh, and Saturday, uh, Methuen, it's Methuen Day. It's kind of like a little celebration of Methuen. It was started by Eunice Ziegler. And a few other people. And um, I'm going to have a booth there, but it's not under my name because I didn't want all the, I didn't want the Steve Sabres of the world to try and screw right. it up for me. So I, I will have a table there. There will be Valley Patriots um, because I'm president of the Lawrence Lions Club. We're merging with the Methuen Lions Club. So we're going to be at the Lawrence Methuen Lions Club table. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get a Valley Patriot or you're looking for ad rates, or you just want to come over and chat, we'll be there on Saturday. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, to my left, to your right, we have Lennon Roa. He is a candidate for school committee who's already won because there's nobody on the ballot, 
and there was nobody on the ballot in the primary, and he got 50 write-in votes or more, which is all you need, to get your name on the November ballot. If you're listening in Methuen, you guys should be doing primaries. Uh, I'll keep saying that until somebody actually picks up the mantle and does something about that in Methuen. Um, And Lennon is um, not exactly the kind of candidate that you would think would be coming out of Lawrence to be working on the Methuen schools, but I'm going to let him tell you all that. Uh, Lennon, how you doing? Thanks for coming. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Pull your mic just like really close to your mouth. There He's you. so soft-spoken. I know. How are you going to get by on the school committee being that soft-spoken and be screaming at you? Uh, no, I just uh, just thank you uh, for having me here today, and uh, thank you for allowing me the time to uh, express myself and uh, and and say what I need to say about uh, my candidacy and uh, stuff that I want to do uh, during the time that I'm in the, in the committee myself. We were also supposed to have Santiago Reyes, Cruz Martinez, Dominguez, Laura, <laughs> Cruz Jr. was supposed to be here because he doesn't have enough names, right? No. Um, he was supposed to be here too, but Mr. Reliably Unreliable um, bailed on me last minute. And by the way, he was very mean to Rich, so we have to have a conversation with him oh. about that. If you're going to be part of the Valley Patriot family, you got to be on the team, right? Yep. you got to help the team. That's the way it works. Yep. I know some people don't believe in team politics. Those people usually fail. Yep. Yep. Um, so we have Lennon is here. I don't know if you've seen any of my previous shows, Lennon. Um, I saw two of them already. I, I was very harsh on the Lawrence Public Schools. Very harsh. And I've been very harsh because I sat on the school committee way back, like before they invented fire back in 1997. And I saw how the sausage was made back then. I see how it's being made now. Mm-hmm. And I see, the, I see the, the poor kids in Lawrence graduating, not being able to read or write a comprehensive sentence in English, not being able to do math in their head. They know nothing about the Constitution. And I, and, and I, and I blame the schools. I blame the schools for not, for not giving them the level of education, given how much money we spend on the schools. What do you think of all that? Uh, right now, there is, there is problems. That, there are problems uh, that, we, uh, that we see in the, in the schools uh, currently. Uh, and uh, it amounts to 10 years or or so of receivership that we have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were problems before that. I'm not saying that there weren't any problems before that. Uh, but uh, as as of nearly uh, two days ago, when I, when I read the uh, the stats on uh, on school um, accomplishment and achievement by the students, we see that we are um, just about 47, if, if not even lower. Uh, in achievement uh, of of school uh, for our kids coming out of high school, and uh, Massachusetts is at ninety six. Wow. So I'm I'm seeing uh, these numbers are are, are boggling, and 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 uh, we we want to take control of the schools, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also important, Tom, to know that we need to have we need to have a way of knowing how we're going to take control of the schools. It's, it doesn't. Just work out uh, to say, okay, the school committee is going to take over. Okay, so what is the plan that school, the school mm-hmm. committee has? Do we have a plan? Do we have training, the necessary training as a school committee to take over the schools and do what we need to do? Because it, it doesn't make any sense to just take over the school uh, and 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 do what? Right. You know. So so there there is a lot that we need to go to training for. When Lawrence takes over the schools again, takes right. over their own schools and becomes. And it becomes in charge again. Right. What I want to see as a state taxpayer who right. sees all of my money going into the Lawrence schools, I, wa- I just want to see accountability. When I had, when I had um, 
Um, and transparency, which is something right. that we're not having right, right. now. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no transparency at all because no. the state's running everything, and to try and get any kind of documents out of them, it's it's. it's well, we've got a public records expert here. Uh, Rich is is uh, right. is good at getting public records, but it's so hard. Mm-hmm. So what I want to see is I want to see, and it, I want to see a school committee say, and maybe if you guys said this to the state, you'd get control back. That we're going to hold teachers and administrators accountable. If if you've got a kid that went through the Lawrence schools for ten or twelve years and they can't do math in their head, if they can't form a comprehensive, sensible English sentence, if they can't read and write English. And I'm not saying perfectly, but at least to get a, be able to get a job to, right. to, to do it correctly, they're not doing that. If, if these kids are going through the schools and they're failing, we need to hold the teachers and, and, and administrators accountable. You got it. You know, and what I see is, and I've said this a number of times on the show, these kids know everything about abortion. They know everything about um, global warming. They know all about transgender bathrooms and gay marriage. They don't know anything about the Constitution. They don't know any, they, they don't know. You go through Taco Bell and you give her ten dollars, and it, uh, the bill is you know uh, uh, five twenty-five, and you find a quarter and you give it to her after she rung it in. She can't do the math in her head to know to just give you back a five, right? Like she's got to call a manager over, and all of a sudden they've got to like void it out and do it again. And I say, well, what did you go to? What did you go to school? Why did you graduate from Lawrence High? Now I don't hold that against the kid, right? I mean that kid went to school expecting that they were going to educate her. And they didn't. I blame the schools, and I want the school committee to say, we're going to have accountability measures. If you've got teachers and administrators that are running programs, and these kids are, these kids are getting through their year or getting through their middle school or high school experience, and, and they can't read and write English effectively, then those teachers and administrators need to be fired or moved. Like We need to hire people that will do the job right. You, you know there is a problem. Uh, the, the problem it really goes into uh, we're having teachers being hired that come out of straight out of college. Right. Some of them do have their their accreditation. Some of them don't. So we're trying to help these uh, uh, teachers that are coming right new mm-hmm. uh, to to our school system, and uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's sad to say, but we we need to get a better quality teacher coming into Lawrence. That's one thing. Another thing that I see is if we're going to help uh, teachers coming out of colleges to pay their tuition and whatnot, like they're trying to say that that's the reason why they're doing it is just to help them so they can help us too. Uh, why not get them ready before we, they get into the system? Right. Why throw them to practice with our kids? Because that's, just, that's really what's going on. They're just practicing. We need to get them. Uh, and, and, and this is something that, that I see in the system that is wrong. How can you train somebody on the job to do a job? Uh, it's not feasible. We're, we're playing with our kids' right. future, and when without you have future. to educate your teachers while you're educating the trying to you educate the students. You got it. You got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So. so, do you have a plan moving forward that it, you're going to take office anyway, right? Because unless somebody runs on a right, it's almost impossible to beat someone whose name is on the ballot. Your name is on the ballot, right, for November. Right. So you're going to take office in January. Do you have a plan? A, to try and get the state off of Lawrence's back, and B, to have um, an education system that Lawrence can run and run effectively. There's plans. The plans are uh, basically for the takeover itself. It needs to be something that, that comes from, from representatives, from senators, from counselors at, at, the, at, the, at the Lawrence City Council, uh, from us. All of us together, we can try and we will try to make this happen, we need to have 
pressure on the state to know that we need our schools back. Mm -hmm. That's the plan. The plan is to go ahead and get the pressure on them with a sensible plan, something that works, not just just words and say, okay, no, no, we need to change the curriculum in the school so that we can get a better student coming out of a lot of times. We need to do that. I think one of the things that you need, and you might disagree with this, although I hope you don't, That's okay. is that there needs to be a policy that says teachers can't teach politics. Um, I remember I got asked to speak at a class a couple of years ago, two years ago, and as I'm walking through the halls, the security guys uh, 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 escorting me through the building, mm-hmm. and we walked by a school, and I heard the teacher talk about Donald Trump as a Nazi. And so I said, hey, can I just listen outside for a couple of minutes? He said, yeah, sure, we're early. So we sat and we, we outside this, the classroom and we're listening to this teacher tell the students how Trump's a Nazi, he hates black people, he hates Jews, he hates... And I said, is this a current events class? And he said, no, it's a physics class. I said, wait a minute, that's a physics class? And the teacher, he said, hey, I'm only a security guard. So you, I know for a fact it's going on in the schools that they're teaching politics, that they're teaching these kids to be young social justice warriors but again, they don't know the Constitution. They don't know the basics on, on how to get a real job, get into a four-year college. I'd like to see a policy that says any teacher that discriminates against a student based on politics or preaches politics, unless it's a current events class, that they, that they be punished for that, that they be fired for that, or at least that they be moved to a position where they can't do it again. As, as, as I am myself sitting here listening to you, all I can say is, uh, if that teacher is a physics teacher, he should be teaching physics. Right. He should not be teaching politics. Right. And I don't think that conversation that you just said is something that's beneficial or even advantageous to anybody right. to be having in a, in a school uh, setting right now. I love I love hearing that answer. Right, I love hearing that answer. Um, yeah. You're a, a tell people a little bit about yourself. You're a veteran. Right, I am. Which is one of the reasons why I love having you on because we love the veterans. Like Mike Downs, who's running in uh, the West End of Methuen, is a veteran. We hope he does very well. He is. He is. You're uh, you're a veteran. Hopefully, you support him. He'll support you. Mm-hmm. We need all of you. We need like we were saying earlier before. We need everybody on the team. Veterans need to stick together, right? Yeah. And um and so that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you and I wanted to have Santiago because he's also a veteran. Um, tell people a little about who you are. Get them comfortable with, with who who is Lennon Rowan. Uh, I, uh, I oh, can I call you Lenny? Is that do Lenny, they call you Lenny? Lenny. Yeah, I think they call me Lenny. Okay, Lenny right. is fine with me uh, either way. Uh, so I graduated uh, high school in 1996. Uh, I went to uh, A school, C schools in, um, in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, in Pensacola, Florida, joining the Navy in 1996, right at uh, July 8th mark. Um, I finished. So you uh, joined before 9 11? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I was I was in uh, until 2004 actively and until 2013 uh, inactively. So um, my my whole deal about who who I am is uh, I'm a I'm a parent of three kids that go to the public schools in Lawrence. That's the main thing that drives me behind going for the school committee position and everything that, that I do in the city. Uh, I'm a, I, I'm part of, uh, of of a coalition of people in Lawrence with Kelly Bra- uh, 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 Bichal, uh I think Kelly Burchell, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know her. She's actually uh, like a third cousin of mine. Most people don't know that, uh, but there we're, you go. we're actually related. There you go. There I don't go. tell too many people. My audience won't say anything. I trust them. Uh, that we have we have a coalition of people that help her and 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 and, and do uh, stuff with her. Uh, she's great people. Great people. Her and her husband uh, are. Uh, so I'm 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 part of that that 
that that network. kind of people, that network that you're that a team. Deals. You're a team player, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. We like team players here at the Valley Patriot. We do. So, and uh, I'm, I'm. Uh, it comes, it comes to you as a surprise when I say this, when I'm about to say this. But if it, if you didn't know, I'm a director of Vinac too. So, hold on a minute. <laughs> this show just took a very weird turn, and we're going to explore it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a director at VNOC. You got it. You are. It. Why didn't you pick up the phone? Uh, what do you mean? Well, because I've been going after VNOC for about a year. I know. Um, I was very, very, very good friends with the person who founded VNOC. Right. And we get a lot of complaints now. It came out of Lawrence. VNOC came yeah. out of Lawrence. We get a lot of complaints now since new people have taken over. Mm-hmm. And I've written some pretty harsh stories. They're all true. Um and if you're a director over there, you should just pick up the phone and call me, right? Because I hate writing bad stories about any veterans group because it discourages people from giving to all veterans groups. Most people will read a story about a veterans group not doing something right. They don't remember the name of the group afterwards. They just remember that there's a veterans group out there not doing what they're supposed to do. Right. And so they don't give to any veterans group because they can't remember. And I, so I hate, I, I truly do, I hate to have to write anything negative about any veterans group. You got it. But I got so many complaints, and so there's so many issues going on over there. There, there is. And there, ha- there has been. Yeah. I've, I've heard uh, plenty of them, and I, I, I read uh, like two or three pieces that you have written. That you have written. Uh, I have, I have uh, come out uh, publicly and said this a couple of times. Uh, we, we do not know exactly what is going on until you get into mm-hmm. the system itself. And if you allow, if you allow me, uh, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and. And ask Eric. Uh, er- Eric is uh, our president at the board. A former uh, Valley Patriot Hero Award winner. You got it. Yeah. So I, 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 I love for Eric to sit down with you and have a conversation because I, I think there is some uh, healing that we need that we need to do. But it's both terms. Mm-hmm. It's in it's in both sides. You need to learn exactly how Vinac has been handled lately because it wasn't handled the right way before. For some reason, there was some missing pieces in there and we're trying to put those pieces back in uh eric myself and uh, a couple of the directors that are there right now uh we even uh we had a, a, a we have a ghost star mother that's, that's with us right now also at, at the director's uh position so we're, we're trying to do the best we can uh with everything that that's happening with with uh, the pandemic and uh we have people that have uh, that have come sick Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, just not recently, just about two weeks ago, uh, and we had to let people go. Uh, in the past, also we have uh, um, programs that are not being directed right. We had to turn them in, and there is a couple of stuff mm-hmm. that are happening. Uh, a couple of things that are happening within uh, Vina that I, would, I just want to like see it to. fixed because when John Radka ran that place, it ran, it hummed. I mean, I could call him at two o'clock in the morning. And him and Randy would come out into Lawrence. We'd find a guy that was on the banks of the Merrimack River who's a veteran, mm-hmm. who could actually prove he was a veteran. And they would have him, like, the next day, they would have him down. Um, I forget where they go for their, for their intakes. Um, is it Bedford? Yeah, we have, we have a program in Bedford that yeah. runs right now, yes. And I, and I watched how it was run before and how he built that, how John Racker built that with his own sweat for, I mean, for t- 15 years maybe or more, 20 years. And then I, then I saw what it was like after he left, and it broke my heart. It broke my heart. Veterans were getting let go, and civilians were being hired. And some of those grants 
called for veterans to actually be working on those programs. And, and uh, Ed Mitchell, the guy who's now gone, was like getting rid of veterans <clears throat> and then hiring civilians to do those jobs. We have, we've got another guy, I'm not going to mention his name, that we're working with right now, that we got, that John and I and Randy Carter got into VNUC with Jason Gilbert, got into VNUC. We found him on the streets in Lawrence. He was at House of Mercy. Um, Ricker White, right? You know Ricker. Um, we got him into VNUC. They found a beer, and he, they, they went into his, his unit, and they found he had a beer, and they threw him out. Now, this guy like served his country, and the guy can't have a beer. They throw him out. So I run into him on the streets again. Like, I don't know, last year, he was at House of Mercy. Um, I, said, I said, Rick, what, what are you doing here? He said, well, they threw me out. I had a beer in my... I'm like, they threw you out just for that? He said, yeah, they found that I had... I had uh, I'm not supposed to... No, you're not supposed to have alcohol or drugs in your unit. I had a beer and they threw me out. There is... And it's that kind of stuff that just threw me over the edge. There is, there is uh, policies that we have to follow. Uh, for the program that we're uh, that we're in, mm-hmm. not every program has the same type of policies on it itself. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if that was the case, uh, there there is the policy for that program it calls for that kind of attitude uh, from VNAC. We're trying to follow policies because uh, when policies are not uh, not follow, uh, we we uh, programs can be taken away. Yeah. So that that's the main reason. But there's got to be some compassion too. There. I mean. You know, you've got a guy that served, and right. you know, because you serve, right? right? I've never served, but you, right. you have. Right. Well, you get a guy who served, and maybe he's got some mental health issues. Maybe he's got an alcohol issue. And, and I could see if they're finding drugs in the room, that's one thing. But finding right. a beer and you throw the guy out of the whole program, right. then, like, what are you saying to the other veterans? You're saying, like, you screw up once and you're out. And so why should they go to VNOC, right? Well, you know, there's the reason why I myself I was helped by VNOC, uh eight years ago. They they put me in a in a, in a hotel room. Uh, they helped me with a with a home. Uh, they gave me uh, electricity, water, and they, they they were very helpful at the time. For a whole year, I lived on their house, uh, where VNOC was my help, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's where I came from. I came from. They do homeless. do great work. I don't want to say they don't do great work. I'm and just John, saying that there's issues that need to be addressed. Right, and John Raka was the one who took me in yeah. at the time. I spent a whole year uh, being helped by VNOC. If there's the a time. saint in heaven and it's not John Radka, then we're all doing it wrong. <laughs> he's, he's, he was a great man. We, we lost a great person when mm-hmm. we lost him. So you're going to take all of this experience as a veteran, as a, a member of the community, okay. as somebody who uh, cares about the public schools, and you're going to use that on the school committee to do what? How do you how do you take your experience, your expertise, and use that to benefit the Lawrence schools? First of all, we need to go ahead and try to and try now. Let me put it back again. We need to take over our schools. That's the that's the one thing we need to do. Is Lawrence, while, while cap- is Lawrence capable of of running the schools? Is is a school committee capable of running the schools now? We need to have some training, okay. and the training needs to be set so that we can get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that training needs to be given, and there's money allocated towards this, and and we we need to have that um, assurement from the government and and the people and policies and stuff that we're gonna get the training necessary to get there. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we need to do. The second thing we need to do is to make sure that we change the curriculum. We need to have a better curriculum written for our kids for these times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and, and when I say that, you, you just mentioned politics. If we're going to teach a kid politics, let's make a politics class. Right. I'm all for that. Okay, let's, let's do a politics yeah, class. Yeah, current events but, but, class, I mean, politics people, class. 
I I took politics when I went to high school myself. Right. Right. It was thirty years ago, but yeah, you know, it's still. Uh, we 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 took it and uh, and and I did well. I did mm-hmm. well in my class. I think I got a B plus or A minus or something like that on that on that class. If I remember right, I in Ocala, Florida. That's where I'm from. Uh, so uh, that that's what we need to do. We need to take over the schools is one thing, but we need to prepare to take over the schools. And while we're doing that, we need to go ahead and implement a different curriculum for the Lawrence public schools so that we can get a better result. We're mm-hmm. never going to get a better result if we don't change what we have right now. How about vocational training? I see one of the things that's actually helping the country right now is uh, all these vocational jobs that are open. I know the Great Alliance Voc is, is uh, Tech is offering all kinds of classes for adults right. who want to change their, their, um, their vocation. Uh, but a lot of kids in Lawrence, maybe they don't have what it takes to get into a four-year college, some of them. And um, if the Lawrence schools also offered some kind of vocational training for them, maybe that would help them get a job when they get out if, they're not, if they don't want to go to college or they can't go to college. We do have the Votech uh, ready uh, to take over uh, to take in some some students uh, all the time. Uh, there is requirement to get in the Vogue. It's not just anybody. Yeah, it's not easy, in. right? Right. So we need to um, maybe we can relax some of those uh, policies and stuff, and some of those requirements to get in, so that a, a lot more kids will get in itself. I do not know exactly how. Will that work to relax some of the some of the requirements? Because if we do, we may get a lower uh, kind of uh, a student getting into the Vogue, and he may not he he or she may not be able to finish the Vogue because of the uh, the way their curriculum is set up right now. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that um, uh, if there's conversation to be had about more Vogue uh, Vogue rehab rehabilitation programs to get into Lawrence. Uh, that's a conversation that I'm willing to have in the future. We're running out of time, but I do want to ask you this because it, it blew my mind in Methuen two years ago. It's blowing my mind in Lawrence now. With, with the abysmal failures of the Lawrence schools right now, right, right. there was nobody on the ballot there was to run for school committee. You ran on stickers, right? No, I, I, oh, your name I was on the ballot. You were on the, the ballot. Uh, Santiago ran on stickers. Right. Um, is there, and there's nobody else on the ballot with you. Yeah, Jonathan Guzman for District F, and Pat Mariano, Patricia Mariano for District E. And you're running. You're running in what district? I'm in C. C, but there's nobody else running in C. No, nobody. So there's one person running in C. There's one person running in B. In fact, most of those races have one person in them. Mm -hmm. With with the if I was a Latino parent in Lawrence and I saw how horrible they were doing, I would be outraged. I would be either running myself or asking one of my friends or my neighbors to run. Yeah. Why is there no groundswell in the Latino community to, to come in and, and try and fix the schools for their kids? There is some ground. We do have some great leaders in the, in the community that do want to uh, help the community. But most of the uh, parents in the, in the district, uh, they work. You know, they work mm-hmm. one or two jobs and stuff to be able to give to their families and stuff. And uh, this, is, this is a job. The, 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 the school committee is a job. It does and take a lot of time. It does take time. Yeah. So if you're going to invest the time and stuff, it'd be best to have the time to invest. Uh, and some of them, that's what they tell me. I would love to run lending, but I just don't have the time because, look, I have to provide for my family. Right. That's what they tell me most right. of the time. How can people get in touch with you? How can they um, make a donation to your campaign, even though you don't have a, a, a prime, even though you don't have an opponent, you might, you might have a writing opponent at the end. Um, how can people get in touch with you to donate or to support your campaign? 
Right. Uh, in Facebook, you see me all the time as Lenin Roa or Lenin Lorenzo Roa. I have two of them because one of them is full already. The other one is um, halfway. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, you 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 find me as uh, my my cell phone is six four six three six nine nine five four nine. And I say again, it's six four six three six nine nine five four nine. You can reach me out. Uh, reach out to me there anytime, and I'll. Uh, I just uh, have to say I thank you guys for having me here today and giving me the opportunity to express myself. Will you come back after the election and give us an update on what the what the schools are doing, how you guys are progressing as far as trying to take control back? Definitely. Excellent. Well, Len Roy, I appreciate you being here. Um, we were supposed to have Santiago Reyes, Cruz Jr., Dominguez, Martinez, Laura, <laughs> um, but he he's he's not here. We'll I think try and have him name. on a different show. You can roll up uh, Melvin Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Dave Id Consoli sent me a text this morning. He says that um, let's see what does he say. He said we have two openings for lawn renovations, and we have a few openings for fall pruning. If any of your viewers are interested, Pleasant Valley Landscaping is the place to call. You call Dave Id Consoli. Make sure you say it that way when you call him. Yeah. See how I'm looking for really, Dave Id Consoli. Yeah, really he, emphasize the he, love, he loves that um, at Pleasant Valley Landscaping. Also, want to thank the Great Lawrence Technical School, Clear Path for Veterans, New England, Tomo and Happy Crab, Morelli's Deli, where I'm going to get my totalini salad right after the show because they close at four on Thursdays, so I got to be there right away. EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Marsan and Sun Construction, <sighs> AFC Urgent Care, and McLennan Real Estate. Next week, we're going to have uh, Matt McLennan from McLennan Real Estate come on and talk about the new real estate prices and what's going on in the real estate market. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. Yeah. He did, so go home already. Thank you, Lennon. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.